Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharik Curry is the guest on the Goldmine Magazine podcast. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine, and Sharik will be on today to talk about a new album, a new album called Motivator, a recording of nine covers and three originals. The first full-length album with Fanny member Bray Darling. Now, they met in 2017 when Fanny was recording their reunion album, Fanny Walk the Earth. And now they have a full-length album together. We'll be talking about Motivator and what the plans are for the future. We'll be right back after this message. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Hello. How you doing, Sheree? How you doing? It's good to see that you're coming out with this project. I like it. How did Motivator start? How did this whole thing start? Well, I had been asked to do some background vocals on uh, the new Fanny record, Fanny right. Walks the Earth. I, I absolutely loved the song when I heard, when it was sent to me by Dave Darling, who it turned out was uh, Bree Darling's husband. And... Mm. Um, he didn't share that with me. Uh, when I listened to the song, When We Need Her, uh, I said, who the heck is the singer on this? She's fantastic, and why isn't she some huge star? That's the first thing I said to, to Dave Darling. And, and uh, so when I went in to, to do the background vocals, I just made a beeline to try to find this woman. And it turned out to be Bree, and it was a great way to break the ice because she really is just a great talent. And wasn't that album on Blue Alon too? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was right? On Blue Alon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's still it's still available. I mean, it's very unfortunate the story because Gene uh, had a stroke after the mm. the record was completed, so that just stopped any way for them to support this record. Um, but we're going to do a couple songs off of it when we go on tour because it's it's exceptional. It's a great record. Oh, you are. That will be good. Yeah, they never got the recognition oh, they deserved, Fanny. They certainly did not. No, they did not. I'm glad David Bowie would talk about them. And, uh, you know, uh, I always thought that they were in their 20s. I, I had no idea that they were the first all-girl teenage uh, uh, band 
to be signed to a major label. These are all things I learned later on uh, because we were never we were never told that they were teenagers. We were always told they were in their 20s. I don't know why, because I never would have all these years turned around and said the Runaways were the first all-girl te- teenage group. I never would have done that had I had known the truth. So right. truth be told, Fanny did it first. <laughs> and I always thought the Runaways were the first, too. I think... Uh... Well, the Runaways were the first major uh, popular band, so to speak. Um, you guys got well, into yeah, the mainstream. Band. Uh, yeah. You know, Fanny, yeah, Fanny, boy, I mean, the musicianship with these women was, was off the map. Uh, the Runaways were more really chunk a chunk a hardcore um, three chord, you in, know, in your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I love the the song choices. How did you guys come up with the song choices for the album to do the covers? Did you did you just pick um, both of you just pick your favorite songs over the years? Your most influential songs? We did. I mean, we had about forty. We had about forty. Pat. Yeah. To, uh, once we had put them on the basket, it was pretty hard to figure out which ones we were going to do because there's just so many. I mean, you know, the late sixties, seventies. We're just the best time in music, in my opinion. Um, and we chose the songs that, that gave us that dopamine feel as kids. And then we brought in, of course, Dave Darling uh, and his understanding of music and what he could do to bring them to, to more of a present time. And as well as uh, Kirk, who is the president of Blue Alon, he threw in his two cents here and there, and then we had to whittle it down. And so these are the, the songs that were uh, chosen. I'm glad you picked uh, Do It Again by the Kinks. Now, the Kinks have so many great songs, but this one's kind of underrated. I always thought it was. And you guys do a great job of covering it. It's a lot of a lot of these songs, it's not easy to cover. And you did a really good job. Very. Right. What made you, was that always a personal favorite of yours? That song? You know what? I had heard the song, of course. Uh, I, it's very different. Our version is quite more rock and roll and more steady paced than the original, but I love the kinks. And yeah. I think the way Dave arranged the song and, and also I brought in, you know, uh, Phil Campbell from Motorhead to yes. do the vocal part in it, or the, the, the conductor part. And he just loved the song. I mean, you know, of course, Phil was well aware of the song all his career. And, uh, so it was really neat to, to see what Dave Darling did with it and putting in the strings and just amazing arrangement. And we just had a whole lot of fun with that song. It's nice how it goes um, sort of up and down from mellow to heavy. That's that's what I always liked about, uh, well, that's what I like about your version for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, musically, it's just fun. You can't help but, but dance or move around. So you can't sit still when you're listening to that song. And, uh, you know, we really kind of condensed it from the original and pulled all the best parts of the original and, and just kept it going, chugging along. And it, it's really, it was just, a, it's, we're going to perform that song on the first at the Grammy Museum. And it's, uh, we're going to end the set with that tune. And it's really, it's fun. I'm so happy I got a chance to do it. And your voice, your voice is still so great after, you know, all these years. How do you take care of your voice usually? Oh, Pat, thank you. Actually, I don't. I don't sing. I don't, 
I don't do voice lessons. I probably should. I don't sing unless I'm asked to. Isn't that funny? It is. Uh, and a lot of these, a lot of these songs, you know, Dave and I, Bree and I all were sick. You know, I mean, it was we, we recorded during flu and cold season, and um, and I guess that helped a little bit with the the raspiness needed for some of these songs. But uh, uh, you know, a lot of them are first takes. Uh, this song, this entire record was the easiest record I've ever made mm. and um, yeah we just had a blast but thank you so much I really thank you for the compliment yeah because a lot of this, these songs are some of them are hard to tackle and well one of the great ones here is Gimme Some Truth by John Lennon uh, that's a very sardonic song <laughs> it's hard to it, well, that was one that that Bree and I were not sold on right. because of course I mean I hadn't really heard the song before and not that i was not a huge lennon fan right but i just hadn't heard the song and and of course his original is quite different from dave's uh arrangement and brie being you know that them living together she always went in and did a scratch vocal on all the songs first and uh she and i weren't sold on it but dave believed in it and then when they sent me her scratch i went uh, well, this is done. Yeah. You know, I mean, what what an amazing performance Bree did on that song. So uh, that was great, just because that was one that worried me greatly, and I didn't think that I was the right singer for it. And uh, and that's true. I mean, I I enjoyed doing the backgrounds, but boy, Bree just killed it. And a timeless one is for what it's worth by Buffalo Springfield. I mean, that was done, you know, written during social unrest and. Boy, it fits right into today, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> you know what? All of these songs that were written in such a highly political climate, uh, all of them fit with today as well. Sadly, yes, but, that uh, is sad. Yeah, but for, for so many different reasons as well. But uh, but the songs themselves will always stand the test of time, in peacetime and not. It's just right. uh, they're brilliantly written and. And, you know, you can't hold a great song down. You just can't. Let me ask about the songs that you were going to record, but maybe you did record them. I don't know. But uh, I love the fact that uh, you were going to do Heart Full of Soul by the Yardbirds. Um, and I'm yeah. not like everybody else. Talk about a great kink song. Yeah, there were just too many to choose from, I'm telling you. Yeah. And I'm glad we have a four-album deal, if all goes well. Uh, you know... I love, like, the Hollies, of course. Uh, uh, he Ain't Heavy was one that I brought to the table uh, because I had done, for the Blackheart record, uh, I had done Air That I Breathe, and I just loved, you know, those those two songs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a lot of the songs that are listed uh, I hadn't heard in, in many, many, many decades, but I do only listen to classic rock when I'm carving. So uh, that's, you know... It just gives you that good feeling, you know. It brings you back to a better time, a, a more simple time in life, don't don't they? Yes. And um, three originals, right? Or three or four? I'm looking at. Yep. And yeah, there's three. There's three originals. Explain, I'm too good. That's just too bad. A little bit. What's the meaning behind that song? <laughs> well, you know, Bree and I were just about how we kind of felt like the majority of our careers we've always, always had someone's boot on our throat, you know, right. never allowing right. us to be who we really wanted to be. 
And, and, you know, she and I have both been people pleasers. We always were team players. We always went along with what made everybody else happy, which didn't make us happy. And, uh, so this was just kind of one of those things that's a say la vie type of song to just say goodbye. Goodbye to all of it, you know, walking away from it all, all the resentment and all the hurt, because, you know, this, this is a tough business. And, mm -hmm. uh, you need to let go of all those bad thoughts because they only hurt you yes. in the end. And even when I cared for Kim Fowley at the end of his life, that was my choice because I hated that person. And I, you know, caring for him towards the end of his life, and I mean fully, he, he was bedridden in, in my home, just him and I, that, uh, boy, I really was able to find out who he really was and his extraordinary talent and, uh, and it released me of all of that, uh, all those bad thoughts and feelings that I carried with me for 40 years. It is amazing how, you know, especially in the entertainment business, a lot of people put up fronts. You know, they they have like, um, when you get to know them for real, it's so much different than their sort of uh, the masks they wear in front of the camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very, very true, Pat. And I mean, with me, it's always been what you see is what you get. And I've always been told by different people in the business, you know, don't be too nice to people. Don't say how great they are, you know, because familiarity breeds contempt right. and all these things that always put such fear in me that I that I had to be somebody unlike myself. And, right. and now, you know, I'm in the driver's seat, Bree's in the driver's seat, and yeah. we both want the same thing. And that's just to be have the opportunity to truly be who we were always in our in our careers and to lift people up, not, you know, put them down. Well, one of the things about the music business now is that musicians are a lot more free, right, with their creativity. They they can promote the music themselves because of the Internet. So it's um, it's pretty interesting. It's got to be interesting to you. I really don't know much about it. My son, of course, knows everything about that part of the business. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know the first thing of how to get records played or anything like that. Um, but uh, it's uh, the, the business has changed dramatically, yes, and not in a great way. I mean, with mm. social media and all that kind of thing. I don't know how these kids survive in this. I really don't. Uh, it's just so much pressure, and and it's like a bully on every, on you know, with every stroke of that key, you find a, a, another bully that's willing to take you out from behind a screen, and I don't know how these kids survive it. I really don't. I, that's why I, I love classic music, classic rock music, because it takes you back to those times where you had to pick up the phone. You, there was no texting. Mm. There was no internet. You know, we had, I think, five stations to watch on television, and the television went off at, I think, 11 or midnight. It was midnight. And uh, to the national anthem, and everyone went to bed. And Sundays, there was no one on the freeways, and there were shops that were all, were all closed, and there was family time. It just doesn't exist anymore. Oh, my and God. I, I can't yeah. understand yeah. yeah, why we are at such unrest in this country. Yeah. It's It's the entire world. It's... There's never a stop to any of it. No, there's not. I I, I agree with you, though, about uh, that part of um, the Internet, that if you a lot of times the social media, it's 
if you want to stay in a positive frame of mind, that's not a good place for it because it's so toxic. It's, um, and it's the initiator and the commentator, you know, it's constant bickering. I don't know how that could be good on any young mind. It isn't. And unfortunately, you know, we grew up where, you know, things were settled in, in, you know, the play yard. Uh, right. If you had an issue or they had an issue with you, they settled it with you to your face. And right. and these are all uh, faceless bullies. Yeah. And, but yet, you know, the words, they say sticks and stones may break my bones, but but words will, will never hurt me is such a lie. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's... All we have to do is look at teenage suicide to know that's a lie. Right. And uh, words hurt. They cut deep. And these people have absolutely no filter or understanding or, or compassion for the words that come spilling from their mouths. And uh, I can't stand it, to, to be honest. I can't stand it. And uh, I have found, like with Facebook, that's the only one that I really uh, am involved in. But, uh, you know, I, I delete and block. I, I just won't have it because there's just too much toxic uh, spiel to go around. It's just we're sick of it. We're, we're, it's been force-fed and we're, we're done. You know, I'm done. That's for sure. I completely, Not worth it. I completely agree. And it's even worse when it's a powerful figure, someone in power or um, celebrity or whatever. It's... Uh, that's an even a worse example because kids follow, um, you know, people that are very popular. Mm-hmm. I totally, completely agree. Yeah. So let's talk about the album again. How did you come up with the uh, the concept for the cover? It's pretty interesting. It's cool. It reminds me of the uh, 70s covers where you had to think about it. Well, you know what? That had been in my mind for a decade. And again, it's walking away from my past, not mm. walking away from what the songs represent or, or my pride in in the fact of Cherry Bomb being used in Guardians of the Galaxy and used in so many TV shows nowadays. And uh, it's it's me walking away from something that, that hurt, you know, mm. and taking a, a, a fresh road. You know, if you look at the cover, you see a gleam at the end of that long road, mm. and that's that's a new future. You know, so uh, you know, it, it's just I think the cover is fantastic. I'm so happy that Bree was able to uh, to embrace that concept. With with the Runaways, is there anything planned as far as like getting together again? Oh no, yeah, uh, yeah I, I always kept that dream alive. Uh, yes. But I really realized, because, you know, I'm a team player, I, I, I played with every single one of these girls individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the only one that has. I've played with Lita, I've played with Joan, I've played with Sandy, and i played with Jackie and Sandy at the same time. Uh, but, you know, Lita doesn't get along with Kenny uh, Laguna, Joan's manager, and mm-hmm. they just, uh, they... It's just never going to happen. Too many and politics. And I had to realize that and yeah. let it go. Yes, yeah. because to me, I, I always thought after I had Kim live with me and and after his passing, and I just thought, why? Why can't we just go out there and be grown-ups and it just is never going to happen? And, and, and that's too bad, but 
I found a great partner in Bree, and um, so I'm just going to embrace that and let uh, let the past go. Well, you know, that's good to hear. I just hope that you keep singing because your voice is strong. And it's, of course, a great Thanks, rock and roll voice. Thank you very much. And uh, that seems to be in the cards for me now. And, okay, great. Uh, uh, yeah, singing, well, singing and chainsaw carving. And I'm a oh, happy camp. I wanted to ask you about that. That's... I was blown away when I saw that. That's not, you know, obviously that's not easy. So how how did you get into that? How did you learn that? I mean, it's not something like just pick well, up a was, chainsaw. <laughs> no, no, not at all. In fact, uh, you know, artwork has always been, op always opened doors for me. In fact, my first book, Neon Angel, um, the Cherie Curry story, which came out in 89, is because I went to Price Stern and Sloan as an artist for children's books mm. because I, I was a drug counselor at, at, at the time, and I had to sit for two hours in a classroom with, with these kids. And so I would draw. And so I went to them, and they said, how long have you been drawing? And I said, a year. And they said, how is that possible? And I gave them a, a short synopsis of my life with the runaways and drugs and all that. And they said that they'd been looking for their first young adult book, and this was it. So I walked in as an artist and walked out an author. And yeah. then I got married and um, had my son. And I started to go, I went from drawing to painting. And then I had painted a steer skull on an old oak tabletop that I'd found in somebody's trash. And I just, I just, I wanted to carve it out. So I started relief carving, which is two-dimensional carving for wall hangings or tabletops. And then I was going to the beach one day. And I passed a couple of guys chainsaw carving at the side of the road, and I could not get it out of my head. I couldn't. Every night I went to bed, that voice said, you must go back. I get up in the morning, you must go back. And I did. Two weeks later, and I walked into their gallery and saw these beautiful mermaids and dolphins and seals. And, you know, you always think of chainsaw carving as this crude lumberjack kind of, you know, with the, with the real bold cuts and not yeah. all that attractive, you know. But th that was nothing like what was that in this um in this gallery and I turned to the owner and I said, I want to learn to do this. And he looked at my artwork and he goes, okay. And you know, you really, I, even though I've been a teacher, I've taught people to chainsaw carve. You really, I can teach anyone to carve a bear or something, but then it has, you have to be able to see it in the wood or you can't do it. And, right. and I, by 2005, I was uh, placing in major competitions and, and I've been a chainsaw carver ever since. So that's from 2002. And of course, you got to be very knowledgeable about the the wood. Um, you know, well, yeah, you definitely do, and you usually learn uh, through uh, experiencing it. Um, I mean, you know, I I was taught by uh, Stacy and Rio, who you know own the uh, Malibu Mountain Gallery, how to not kill myself with the chainsaw. And for that, <laughs> I'm forever grateful. But you know, uh, it it is a lot of hard work and. Um, and very satisfying, very satisfying. I've done uh, thousands, thousands of, of pieces. Well, that's and, great. Uh, I, I love how you're keep, keeping the creative spirit alive very well. I mean, with this, you know, and I th I just hope that you continue singing. Cause, uh, well, that's what, that's what I'm doing now, and I plan to continue doing it for the rest of my life. I, it's always something that I've enjoyed doing. It's just the business aspect of it is not yeah. as enjoyable, you know, it, uh, in my past. 
And hopefully yeah. that'll change this time around. But uh, Bree and I are going to make the best of this. And yes. I'm just so lucky that I get to work with someone like her and her husband and um, and Blue Alon Records, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just hoping the best for all of it. Yeah, well, please keep it up. And, th- and thank you for your time. And I hope to see you on the road. Thank you, Pat. Well, I hope to meet you too, my friend. And yeah. you have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye now. Cherie Curry, thank you so much for being on the Goldmine Magazine podcast. You could pick up Goldmine at Barnes & Noble or Books A Million, or you could go to goldminemag.com and get a percentage off the subscription price. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine. We'll see you next time on the Goldmine Magazine podcast. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.